Forever Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome to another episode of the Level Up Latina podcast. Today's episode is in honor of Pride Month, June 2021, and we have invited Fer and Fati, mejor conocidas como las Fs. Fer and Fati have been together for 12 years. They join us today to share their experience about coming out in their Latino households, and in their case, both Mexicanos. We're excited to have you, chicas. We can only imagine how tough it was to come out to your families. So thank you for agreeing to share your story. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's an honor. Thank you. No, gracias por estar aquí. So I'll just share real quick that Fer is mi prima hermana, and by relationship, también Fati, so son mis primas, and las Fs, we like to refer to them as las Fs, they're a dynamic duo, and they've been super, super supportive of our work with Level of Latina and everything we've done. They were there at our lunch party, y siempre nos están echando porras, so thank you, chicas, for that. Sí, muchas gracias. For sure. Thank you. So I want to get started with this conversation. I know it's a tough conversation, but we thought it was really important to share it to our audience. And because a lot of times we've seen that these conversations are very hard to have in our households. And I know from your experience, Fed, you know, how that was and, and just having to have that conversation with first with your parents, I'm assuming, and then slowly but surely with extended family. So I want to get started with this question for both of you. And the question is, with so many ways to identify yourself in our current culture, how do you identify yourself? Well, myself, Fernanda, I identify myself as she, her. And my name is Fatima, and I also identify myself as a she. Muy bien, chicas, she, ya saben. We wanted to have this conversation again because you two are very open, and we felt this conversation was going to flow really good with the two of you. Tienen excelentes personalidades, se llevan muy bien. And I know that wasn't always the case. I know living together, starting a family together, you guys have done so much together in the last 12 years. I wanted to ask, you know, just openly, like, when... When was it that you first realized that you were attracted to women? Perfect. Thank you. Great question. Uh, I think that I've always had like an infatuation of women, beautiful hair, beautiful eyes. Just, I think every woman to me is like a Disney princess. And in kindergarten, my mom would tell me like, oh, the little boys are chasing you. And then I realized that I was confused. Like, but why am I chasing the little girls? That's when I realized that I was different not understanding what that difference was but when I actually like said okay yeah I I did girls middle school you are trying to figure out who you are and you're going through that um like all these changes where I was like a rocker skater deep down inside I said okay yeah I think I might be I didn't know like labels like lesbian gay bisexual I said I like girls and I have to hide it because I live in a household where there's a mom and a dad and it's a traditional marriage where you leave your house, you estás casada, you have your white dress and then the kids come. So to me, it was really hard to ever think, oh, I have to come out to my parents and they're going to be accepting. Um, but yeah, I want to say middle school was when I said, okay, yeah, I'm a total lesbian for sure. 
I know it was a challenging time for you. And I remember it was, I think it was during the time when I was away from college. So I was away from the extended family. So thank you for sharing that. Y tú, Fati, ¿cuándo cuando te diste cuenta? It wasn't, I think, until I was in secundaria, because I actually, I was born and raised in Mexico, and I, I attended secundaria, which is middle school in Mexico. First of all, it was a Catholic boarding school. Nothing but females. Nothing but females. And so I felt more comfortable with the female sex versus the male. I grew up in a really Catholic family, and so I grew up with my grandparents, My, my biological parents got divorced and we were dropped off of my grandparents. So I grew up with my grandparents and they were very Catholic. They were really old fashioned. And so um, realizing that I was more inclined to the female sex, it was not, I didn't even acknowledge it at all. But it wasn't until I was 11 or 12 years old that I was walking down the street and I seen a couple. It was a boy and a girl. And I noticed myself looking at the girl like really looking at her, admiring her beauty. And that's when I realized, oh my God, I think I like my own sex. And at that moment I thought, this is it, I'm going to hell. Because, oh, <laughs> because, wow. yeah, like that. she's such a yeah. good Catholic. That was the first thing that came to my mind. Oh my God, I am going to hell. You know, this is not acceptable. And so I suppressed that feeling for a long time. I'm a twin. I didn't even tell my identical twin how I was feeling because I was so afraid that I was I was going to be judged just because we were both brought up in the same household, same religion, same principles. And so I didn't even express myself to my twin sister because I was so afraid of being judged. I kept it a secret. It wasn't until I moved to the United States that it was a cultural shock to me being uh, LGBTQ uh, community being so open here. I was like, okay, I think I can do this here. And I met someone. She asked me to be her girlfriend. And so I said, you know what? Why not? Let's yeah. do this. Let's do this. Yeah. So it wasn't until I was 16 when um, I actually came out of the closet. Thank you for that. I think it's important, right, to share that story. And also coming out to your family, which I know a little bit about Fer's case, where she kind of kept it hidden for a while. And I know she told Les Primas Primero. She invited us all to have breakfast. And I remember, I think, Fer, you were in high school. So I know a little bit of that story. Share more about how... It was first to come out to your closest friends and cousins. And then eventually, when did you have that conversation with your parents? My first girlfriend was at 12 years old in seventh grade. And we first yeah. started off. Yeah, verdad? <laughs> I think we started as best friends. And then it came to like, now we're flirting with each other. And then now we're shy around each other. And then it came to like, we ended up kissing and then we were, we didn't label ourselves as girlfriend and girlfriend because she was, she was a gangster. She was like, no one could know. And I'll beat you up if people know that. Oh my kissing. God. Play, play you know? on player. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. Like no one will know. We'll, we'll, we'll continue seventh grade, like seventh grade. And no one knew for like three months that she was my girlfriend. So then she was out of my life. And then a new girl comes in eighth grade and uh, my dad was working all the time. So me and this girl were writing letters back and forth before Texas, right? We were writing cute little notes and letters to each other. And this girl in eighth grade that I was dating, 
at the time. She was very like Fati, very Catholic, came from a traditional household, mom and dad and, you know, marriage. So when I came out, it wasn't like, oh, it's time for me to have that talk. It was more like I am forced to tell my mom why I'm writing letters to this girl with promising things. And you're, you're small, you're confused. I mean, we were young in eighth grade and she was like, oh my God, like, I just love you. We should get married one day. You know, because that's the traditional way. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? We'll, we'll get married one day when we get older. And um, at one night at 3 a.m., my mom knocks at my door. And she's like, Benaki, we have to talk. Oh, my gosh. Like, something happened to my dad. That's what I thought because yeah. he was out of town for several days. And I sat down. My heart was beating because it's your mom, right? It's 3 a.m. What could she possibly talk to you about at 3 a.m.? And she tells me, you know, so-and-so's mom just came to the house. Yeah, 3 a.m. I was like, what, what, is her daughter is she okay? okay? Yeah, is she okay? She said, yeah. And she shows me a letter. She's like, what's, what's this? And I'm like, oh, shoot, this is it. <laughs> this is oh it. My, my mom knows what's going on between me and this girl, this Catholic girl. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she tells me, like, is there I'll something you need to tell me? And I tell her, like, oh, mom, I think I'm. You know, like, because I would hear, like, from TV shows, like, oh, you're confused. You're going through a phase. So I tell my mom immediately, I think I'm going through a phase. Yeah. And she's like, oh, estás confundida. You know, because she's your best friend. You guys are good friends. Maybe you're confusing your friendship with something else because you're just learning how to love. And I thought, yeah, okay, sure. That could be it. And she tells me, I have to tell your dad, right, about this. And I'm like, no, like, not my dad, like, not my Mexican Catholic dad, for sure. No, don't tell him. So I couldn't sleep, of course. I waited three days. I didn't sleep for three days. And um, finally, my dad gets home, and he tells me, like, let's talk. I'm like, okay. I think he even lit a cigarette because he was so nervous. Oh, my God. And he, he even asked me to take, like, a draft. Oh I was my like, God. okay, this is serious. Like, I'm 13 years old, about to hit the cigarette. With and my dad. With my dad. Yeah. <laughs> when I, we would get in trouble and punished for even touching the cigarettes. So I said, this is going to be a, a real conversation. Like I'm hitting me. I'm like maturing right now. It's a ma mature. Yeah. A conversation. And the, I kid you not. The only thing he said to me was your mom, uh, la mamá encontró the letters. I just want to say, don't ever tell a woman that you're gonna marry her because they believe anything. And he's like, okay, good. And then he continues smoking his cigarette, blowing out the smoke. And I said, well, are we done here? He's like, yeah, we're done. And then I just went back and went off with my life, I guess. And then I wanna say at 13 years old, the hardest time was having like a legit girl and then having her break my heart and having no one to talk to. Parents didn't understand. And even though they kind of knew what was going on, they didn't say, okay, you're a lesbian. We accept you. Start talking to us about it. It was, you're going through a phase. We won't tell anyone. We won't tell the family. So you don't get judged. Go through it. Go through the phase. Go through the emotion. So at my first heartbreak, I was alone, sitting behind the van, crying, like not being able to run into the house and say, hey, mom, like I just got my heart broken for the first time by a girl. After that, high school hits and it's like beauty, Disneyland everywhere. And um, I thought, okay, yeah, this is going to be where I come out to people, to the public, I guess. And I took my cousins uh, for breakfast and I said, okay, if they love me, they're going to stick with me because we're tight. All of our cousins grew up together. So I thought, okay, I, if I tell my cousins, they're going to have my back. And then my parents' opinion is not really going to matter to me because my cousins support me. Because at that age, your friends and your cousins matter more 
right? Because your parents don't know any better. I told them straight up, like, oh, I think that I'm, I'm attracted to girls. And I had a girlfriend. And everyone was shocked, but then not really. Because they kind of knew. Like, I was this tomboy. I never really fit in. And as hard as I tried to be a girly girl, I just couldn't. Like, I could sit with my legs open with a skirt on. You know, I was that type of girl. So I think it wasn't easy for me to come out to my family, but it was very easy for me to come out to my cousins. And they were very supportive since day one. I mean, I might've gotten a cousin that said, well, are you sure? Because you've never had a boyfriend before or you've never been with a guy. And I said, well, is your boyfriend sure that he wants to be with you? And how many boyfriends did he have before he figured out he wanted to be with girls? You know, so I was quick on my toes. Like, no one can tell me that I wasn't this because I was sure of it. Because I had struggled with that, like, demons, I want to say, at a young age, where it's like, no, you're, you're, you want to be normal, you know? And I'm probably bi because I get along with guys. And I think guys are cute and, and handsome, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm bisexual. But I would tell people, like, oh, I'm bi just to be, to feel half normal, I guess, you know, because I didn't want to be like the outcast. Um, so then I came out as bi and everyone was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, just have boyfriends just so you don't get judged or beat up or bullied. So I had a lot of guy friends who knew that I was a lesbian and I went to prom with a guy, but I, I invited a girl. And um, so from that, from telling my cousins, then I told my friends, I said, okay, now I feel, I feel my freshman year, I feel good. I feel like a brand new me. Like, I was reborn into like the real me, the, the genuine me. So I tell my best friends, I remember we're in the locker rooms. My friend was in a bra and I'm like, I don't think you should be in a bra because what I'm going to tell you is going to make you feel really uncomfortable. And she tells me, no, nah, I don't care. You know, I don't mind. We're girls. And I said, okay, well, I'm a lesbian. And she's just looking at me and she covers her breasts. Like I completely change and I turn into this man or something. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, don't worry. Like I have, I have, um, I have my taste <laughs> and don't get offended, but you're my best friend. So uh, they're like, Oh my God, that's so cool. It was like a second, second pause. And then like my, my friend Nancy says, dude, that is so cool. I've never had a gay friend before. And then like my other friend, Vanessa's like, okay, cool. Well, tell me more. Like, I want to know, how do you know, like, how do you know that you're a lesbian? Like, I kid you not. It's like, all the questions are the same from the same people. Like, how do you know? When did you first find out? When was your first experience? You know, so in my head, I was already prepared for those questions. You know, so I'm like, oh, you know, kindergarten, uh, middle school, you know, my first girlfriend, my parents found letters. So it, like, it's the same story that they, the same questions that they asked. Um, so they were very supportive. Then someone else that was in the locker room found out. So then there was rumors that I was a lesbian. And then all these guys are like, oh, you know, I can change that. You know, and then the awful, oh, all God. these jockeys are coming up like, well, I can change that. And I'm like, unless you can grow uh, woman's parts and breasts and be Danielle instead of Daniel, then we'll make it happen. But in the meanwhile, <laughs> no, you're not my cup of tea, you know. So I think it was a bit challenging. But with the support of my cousins, I felt free and I felt like I could. Like if any, if the world doesn't accept me and my cousins do, that's all that mattered to me, to be honest. And I think all of my cousins, every single one of them, was supportive. Even my guy cousins. Hey, dude, that's that's that's, that's so cool. Like, let's check out girls together. 
You know, now let's hang <laughs> yeah, yeah. out. Like now you're not just like this random girl who leaves her makeup everywhere. You're like, cool. You're, you're in with the guys. So I think, um, it was hard and easy at the same time. And what really helps is your family supporting you and particularly my cousins. Cause they were, they're a new generation. They're not from like the Mexico and that generation where you have to leave your parents' house with a male married. I will sh share that, you know, we're a very close group and, uh, I remember like our moms and our parents basically saying, Ay, ¿a poco no sabes? Like, to las primas se cuentan todo. And you guys are so good at keeping each other's secrets, things like that. And I know when this happened and you had come out, I think with your parents, um, you know, there were tías that were asking their daughters like, oh, you didn't know. And like, no, no te hagas. And it was kind of like, well, it wasn't my, it wasn't my story to tell. It wasn't for me to share. And I, Fernanda confided in us and we was we weren't going to share that to anyone because she confided in us and we were, we had this like trust circle and we still do. And mm -hmm. now as, as we've grown and all of us are moms now. And so that's really cool that we have that experience. Thank you for sharing that, Fed. I, I love that to hear that and, and, you know, know that we know that I was part of that support group from the beginning. So thank you. Sure. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Get away. How is it coming out to, you know, your immediate family and parents? Yes. So um, as I mentioned before, I was 16 years old and um, I decided to be with a girl, which I told you was my friend in high school. And so when I moved to the United States, I started living with my biological mother. To me, she was a completely new person. It was a new mom. I didn't grow up with her. So I had to establish that relationship with her and it was going very well. You know, I could say it was going pretty well. So I moved to, uh, to the United States when I was 15, and I have been living with her for a year when um, I decided to invite my girlfriend to the house. And I invited her because my mom was supposed to be working all day. She had two jobs. And so I invited her, and she said yes. And I was like, okay, it's going you know, to be interesting. <laughs> so I got a drink, and I waited for her. She got home and, you know, one thing led to the other. We ended up in my bedroom and we have been there for about 30 minutes. And then my mom walks in on me. Oh, my God. It's definitely not how you want to tell your parents. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. Wow. My mom completely walks in on me. I couldn't even deny it. I was completely nude and we were both nude and I, I couldn't even... You know, just say, oh, we're trying some clothes on. Like, I couldn't even say that. You know, it was just so obvious. And um, my girlfriend at that time, she was like, I'm not going to leave you alone, blah, blah, blah. Her being Mexican as well. But her parents being so supportive, she had no idea what was going to go down in my house. She really had no idea. My mom, I love her. She, I love her to death. But she is bipolar. And so with her, you just never know how she's going to react. And... Um, and I'm going to be honest, I honestly thought that she was going to be a little bit more supporting given the fact that she had so many gay friends. And I thought, you know what, it's just going to be easy peasy. My mom has friends. She knows that lifestyle. She knows she knows we are human as well. You know, she knows she's been around. So she's going to be very supportive. To my surprise, um, she was completely the opposite. She lost her mind. I thought she was going to beat me up. She did not. She was just crying and crying and crying and repeatedly asking me, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Donde fallé? 
¿Qué fue lo que hice mal como madre? You know, like, yeah. What am I going to tell the family? What am I going to tell the people from Mexico? I'm like, I can deny who I am and I'm not going to pretend to be someone that I'm not because if my grandparents taught me something, it was to be myself no matter what. And to be independent, to be, to not depend on any man. So I grew up with that. And so I told her, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend to be who I'm not just to make people happy. I'm going to think about me and this is who I am. And whether you accept it or not, this is who I am. I'm a lesbian. I'm sorry, mom. And she said, you know, I, I can't. I'd rather you being dead than being a lesbian. I, I can't. I don't want to see you. I don't want to talk to you. You're, is, you're a disgrace to this family. And I was 16, for God's sake. I have been yeah. in the United States for one year, you know. Yeah. And I needed all the support that I, that I, that I, there, you know, that she could give me as a mother. And, um... It crushed me because her being my biological mother, giving birth to me, you know, the least that she could say was, I'm your mother, no matter what. I love you no matter what and even if. And she did completely the opposite. She completely closed all doors, all support. And so I moved out within, I'm going to say within the next two, three months, I moved out because it was a living hell. It was just a living hell. And so I moved out. I was 17 at the time. And um, so it was really hard. Um, within those two, three months that I was at home, my mom called the entire family. Um, everyone called me, even people that I have not talked to in years, trying to, you know, talk me out of it. Like, why are you doing this to your mother? What am I doing to my mother? You know, lady, it's you- not about you. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing to the family? You're a disgrace. And I'm like, we don't have to communicate. We don't have to be a family. We don't have to have any link if you don't want to, but I'm not going to pretend to be someone that I'm not. And I'm going to appreciate it if you just, you know, I don't tell you how to live your life. I respect you and I respect your decisions. And, um, and I will respect, I mean, I will appreciate if you respect my decisions as well. And so I, just like Fernanda, I was really sure of who I was. And I wasn't going to pretend to be someone that I was not because I, I see my uncle. I have a, a gay uncle and he is so depressed, so depressed. I think he even attempted suicide two, three times because he did not have that support. And I was like, I'm not going to be like that. I, I'm just not. I'm, I want to be happy. I want to embrace who I am, you know. And so I did. And so I did. And I said, you know, if I have to move out, I'm going to move out. And so I did. Um, so once again, within those two, three months, they tried to do counseling. Um, they even did an exorcism. My whole family got together uh, and did yes, an exorcism. Yes. Well, yes, I was right. sleeping. There we go <laughs> again with the quote unquote good Catholic method. Yes. yes, <laughs> yes. Because While you were asleep? Yes, well, I was a Ay, because mío. because mi familia, you know, se te metió un espíritu, estás endemoniada, it's just the face, like, they did so many things, uh, so with, I woke up in the middle of the exorcism, and I'm like, just for fun, I'm just going to start, like, twitching or something, <laughs> you know, <laughs> perfect, <laughs> yes, but I did it, I did it, I just slid there, yes. yeah, I'm like, I'm just going to start spitting and speaking in tongues or something, you know? I was just, I was just having fun with it, but I couldn't believe it at the same time, I'm like, I cannot believe this is my immediate family, and they're treating me this way, when it should be the other way around. You know, so having that family support is vital, but I did not have it. Um, I had full support of my twin sister. My twin sister said, this is who you are. Say it. Say that you're a lesbian. Embrace it, you know. So she, she was like, say, my name is Fatima. I'm a lesbian. And so I said, my name is Fatima. You know, I'm a lesbian. And she's like, yeah, you know, I'm so proud of you. She told her friends. She, You know, and everyone was so welcoming except my immediate family. And so I knew 
I knew that I was going to have to face the world without my family support. And that was really hard, especially my mother's support, you know, because people are evil. People are um, inhumane sometimes with their comments and their beliefs. And, 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 you know, I respect everyone's beliefs and opinions, but it is so important to have your immediate family's um, support, especially when you're this young and confused and, and, you know, you're coming out. You don't know really where you're going or, you know, you really don't know yeah. where you want yourself into. Yeah, you want to fit in. You want to be normal. Yeah, I think right. that was my thing. I just wanted to be normal and mm -hmm. I wanted to be like other girls, except yeah, tomboys. So, <laughs> yeah, so I learned. I learned to, to move on without that support. Que maduro de ti, Fati, because I feel like, you know, 16, 17, we're learning so much and we're so naive. The fact that you told yourself, no, esta soy yo, this is me, I'm embracing it. I don't have my family support, okay, you know, and no te diste por vencida and you, that made you, I think, so much stronger, right? To, yes. to face life and, and continue being who you were and who yes. you are. So. Yes. So I now I, I call my grandma in Mexico, which is actually my mother. You know, she's the mother that raised me. Mm -hmm. And so she was a person that my twin sister and her, they were the only two people that I really cared, like deeply care about their opinion. And my grandmother being so Catholic, just so into her ways. The only thing she said, you know, because of my religion is not okay, but you're my daughter and I love you no matter what. And as long as you're happy, I respect your decisions. The person that you go to the bedroom with, it has nothing to do with me. As long as she respects you and loves you, you have my, mi bendición, you know? And that's all I needed. That's all I needed to hear. And then I move on with my life. That's really beautiful to hear. Como dicen, like when you have our grandparents, the grandparents give something to the grandchildren different than they did to their own children, right? Because they've learned, they've evolved. What I'm taking from this conversation so far is in many of our families, like our parents, they want to be good parents. And sometimes our parents are also trying to maintain this expectation of what it is to be a family unit and what's normal. And it's normal to be different because not everyone's the same, right? Normal exactly. is different. And another thing I'm getting is like some of, some of our parents are in denial. Some of our parents just don't want to accept it. Like it's okay for them, but it's not okay for us them okay us no then they take it personal they think it's why are you doing this to me when it's not yeah. there it's not anything about them it has nothing to do with them so in all this like that you guys are sharing just as coming out sale todo esto you know like how our families are founded and learning how to be parents as you know first generation fernanda first generation and then you fati coming as an immigrant and being raised in Mexico with a different kind of set of, not morals, but just differently. Mm -hmm. Then you come and you're like, I can be who I am here. Like mm -hmm. you saw things just a little bit different. And still Fernanda's over here fighting the, how do I do this? And I got here yet. When you were sharing that story with your dad, like at least your dad didn't walk through that door. He's like, a ver, hija de tu madre, que pasó? You know, he was like, we're going to settle this like I should. My daughter is not a grown up, but I need to talk to her. This is serious. And his way of doing it was with love. Even though he was kind of like, here's my piece of advice, you know? So I love that he still did it a su manera, but mm -hmm. didn't make you feel like you're not supposed to feel that way. You don't belong there thinking like that's for other people, not for us. So I feel like that connection, like, you know, we, we, we need our parents to give us that, whether it be our mothers in certain situations or our fathers, because they're both, if they're both in the household, we want that from both of them. And if we have one parent, you know, that's who we turn to, who we, you know, our whole life, 
as children, we've turned to them for answers and for support and for guidance. And here comes one thing that is so detrimental in who we are and becoming and embracing who we are truly that we can't go to them because they're going to shun us. They're going to turn away from us and feel make us feel like that we're no no good. I saw when you were getting emotional at that story and you felt what you felt. I think we all see it from our own lens and our experience because my feeling was that father of hers, that precious father of hers reacted like many Latino men react, which is actually not confronting it head on, which mm -hmm. is not really saying what they want to say. I love that Vettel saw the beauty in that and that was his way of maybe managing it. I saw sort of the issue with our community. We don't say what we really want to say. My husband's sex talk was his dad one day saying, I'm going to take you to school, but mom's not going to come with us. Mom didn't drive. Mom would always go. Puts both of the big boys in the car. Big boys. They were like a 15 and a 16 year old in the car, 15 and 17 year old. All awkwardly, mom's not there, right? And says to them, mm, ustedes saben del sexo, ¿verdad? Y'all know about sex, right? <laughs> and both boys are like, yeah, see, sí, yeah. Está bien. And drops them off. Like, that's the sex talk. <laughs> that's the big, scary sex talk. Left mom at home, asked if they already knew about sex. This is a big, huge, scary thing. Dad is just kind of like, okay, you already know. He didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. So, Red is like three days being freaked out, right? <laughs> this is yeah. a big, scary talk. Yeah. And we totally didn't go there. Like, we totally didn't go there. But Dad is over there, like, smoking it up, which probably said something else, making her smoke. What I hear is, like, he's stressed. He doesn't even know how to say it. He's going to go around it. That's making him a emotional. But it's like, I feel for the children. I feel for the child. I feel for the middle schooler that's like, what was that? Like, it's already an interesting time. You know, the reason I see it's beauty because I come from a very, you know, Mexicanote. My dad's from Sinaloa. My mom's, you know, born in Jalisco, raised in Nayarit. So she's almost like a little more quiet. She's so far evolved into more of like, no, I'm not taking it anymore. You know, I am not going to live the rest of my life taking your shit, husband, you know? Yeah. But my dad would have walked down, opened the door and be like, Hija de like he would have dropped chingada madres, like left them right. My, my dad would have dropped like, cintarazos, like my mom says. Yeah, no. He would have brought a belt and out. That's what I, thought. I would have not wanted, you know, like I was just thinking, and the fact that I just see like, we as parents just have so much, in a sense, not like control, like I can't find the right word, but we have so much that, you know, we can step back and gather our thoughts and like, we're the adult in this situation, right? How do we want to handle that situation? So I just kind of, I, I, I did kind of see the, the beauty in it, but I also saw the man, like, I can see how like our parents can either avoid the conversation, but they did it so differently. Like, I just try to picture myself, like, if I would have didn't been doing that, like, it's like when my mom caught my second dick, okay? Like, my mom, and then she's like, hey, well, she's like, she wasn't like, I'm telling your dad. Did He's you like, walk uh, proper exorcism after you got caught sucking dick? Did you have that? <laughs> like, <laughs> mom, how are you, you going to get this out of me? How are you going to get this out of me? Um, <laughs> I was just, like, devastated, right? So just, you know, and she goes, I'm not telling your dad, I'm telling your brother. And I was like, no, 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 no I'm so <laughs> not your brother. So I know this is different, but just like the fact that you feel like you've as defraudado la familia you know you're an embarrassment and it's just all this stuff but it comes with you know like they think lesbian and it's like oh it's a sexual thing and it's it yes. becomes sexualized like i know it's it's just who i am and it's with any aspect of of sex within our culture right so anyway with a long story longer i'm just <laughs> i can relate i can relate to you know 
it, and, and I can relate to your stories. And also, I just feel like, Fernanda, you mentioned like, you know, I was a tomboy mm-hmm. and I got along with the guys and I could see myself in your story so hard. But for me, I was just like, I just, it, it's so much easier to get along with guys than it is with girls. Girls are so drama, you know? Mm-hmm. And for a long time in my family, they were quick to be like, you gay, you're a lesbian. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Okay, if that's what you think I am, perfectly. But ask my mom. She knows I suck dick, so it's cool. You know, like, <laughs> in the, but, but it's like, at the same time, it's like, how funny that our propias familias will be like, they label you, eres lesbiana, when they see you don't have a boyfriend, that you're yeah. a tomboy, all this yes. stuff. But then you come out and you're like being honest with them. This is who I am. And they're like, no, impossible. I'm surprised. You know how no, I got my lesbian it? card in college? This is how I got my lesbian card in college. I pierced my tongue. And my mom lost her mind because mm-hmm. she saw on channel 34 Univision that Pierce tongues <laughs> were for lesbian women. She had my sister who's 18 years older than me, write me a letter and say, take it out. You're setting a bad example for your nieces. Try to have their way. But of course, whatever thing they want to hang on to and then shame you. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. And you're kind of feeling yeah. shame, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was shamed for playing with the boys because no se veía bien. But then I had a best friend who lived next to me and my aunt would be like, no se ve bien que todo el tiempo estés allá, eres lesbiana, okay. And I'd be like, well, I don't get it. Like, either I'm a hoe or I'm a lesbo. ¿Quién les entiende? Exactly. It never looks how they want it to look. It's never right. And there's always that judgment. That's why it's about this guilt-free revolution with Level Batina because we grow up with so much judgment and it's so freaking heavy and you're trying to fit in. And even when you're trying to fit in, it's like you still don't get it right. So just got to love you, man. You both, I want to say, like, both of you in your story, there was this intuitive courage. Because it sounds like you're both like, that wasn't an easy thing to go through, but you both were like badass. We're like, I'm going to go through it. And I know with the certainty, which was beautiful about your stories. Like neither one of you said the story where like, I hid it for 10 years and I had to be 30 when I came out, which can be someone's experience. I'm not shitting on that. What I'm saying is you both have this courage that was already in you, which is really pretty. That really shined through that. You both said, this is who I am and I'm going to power through it. I'm going to be this instead of hiding it much longer because of all those other things like the shame and the guilt. So keep going with that courage. If you're listening to this, that's going to be the tip of the day. You may be going through this particular experience or something similar to this. And you have to, at the end of the day, find that courage, find Mm -hmm. the guts because you don't want to be in the other example where Fatima says she has an uncle that is very unhappy because of the struggle, because of the shame, because of the hiding, because of the judgment. And you do not want to waste any more time being on that side of it. You want to find the courage that these women had to live your truth, whatever that is. I just want to add that it does help when you have that support, even if it's one person out of a hundred. I think what made me more comfortable of being who I am was my mom. Like at first, yeah, she was hesitant. She was like, well, what did I do wrong? And I'm like, no woman, you did everything freaking right. Like you supported me like that that female support made me realize like i don't want a machista man i don't want a husband like i want a wife like i want to i want to you know a sensitive loving caring nurturing woman by my side you know and i'm sure there's a man that can probably give that but i just i, I love women I, you know i i do and same like fatty i have two uncles who we know that are gay but they're not open so i want to say that i'm my first generation of women uh, of gay that has came out to the family and I bring my wife and I'm able to hold hands with her and not be ashamed because what they told me was, thank you. What they told me was you have to hide it. It's like a period. You don't tell anyone, you keep it to yourself. But then I, at 15 years old, when they told me this, I thought, well, then I would be unhappy like yourself. Cause mm-hmm. my gay radar says you're totally gay. 
and you're you're denying it. You're with your partner. You live a you, you live like a married couple, but no one talks about it. And I respect it. Like they held hands, I would respect it. You know, one called the other cariño, I would respect it. You know, and you don't have to accept me because I wanted people to accept me. Just respect me. You know, and I think my grandma also supporting me. I think that made me like. If my Catholic Mexican grandma accepting me mm-hmm. and my and my significant other in her home, like fuck the world, I, I'm I'm fine. I'm gonna be able to live with this, and regardless of what people say and judge me, like I'm okay because I have my mom's support, my my prima support, and and my grandma's support. And funny story, really quick, when my mom had that sex talk with me, it was so weird to her because she had the sex talk before because I was in middle school, eighth grade. We already had sex ed. So I was coming home with condoms, you know, and my dad started to worry, like, porque tiene muchos condones, you know? And he started tripping out, like, she's having sex already. And my mom's like, don't worry. She's filling them up with water and throwing them in the backyard. Like, she's not going to use them, you know? And then when my mom finally had the sex talk, she was so cute. She said, I don't know anything about being a lesbian. Um, I already had the sex talk with you about having sex with boys and protecting yourself and using condoms and STDs and showing me graphic pictures that are embedded in my head forever. Um, she came up with her own ways of protecting me. Like, oh, you know, I know that girls probably go down on each other, but, you know, just protect your mouth, brush your teeth. And this lady went to, like, the Walmart and brought me, I don't know if you've ever seen them. They're, like, little gloves for your fingers for when you're working she brought me finger condoms. That's what I call them. Finger condoms. <laughs> she was like, because there's... Shout know, out to... I want your mom to be mama. Romero out there. Yeah. Yeah, because there was nothing like that God back then. You her. know? And she's so, she was so young. So they're clueless. You know? They've never been around any other gay or lesbian. But just... She had no idea. So she had to figure it out. Like, I can't give her condoms. But yet... Te lavas las manos, te lavas, you know, la boca, and be clean with yourself. Y te bañas después. Como mujer, mujer, you can still give each other mm-hmm. diseases. So she was so supportive. My mom, she's a sweet woman. I'm very blessed to have her. And that's my best friend. I think uh, me coming out to her made our relationship a lot tighter. And she's very supportive. I want to say her and Fatih are, like, best friends. Yeah. So she, she's a We're good the three best friends that anyone can have. <laughs> yes. That anyone can have. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it's so awesome. Beautiful. I love it. I'm so happy because of that, because of that support. I want to say something, Vero. You mentioned something. Tú mencionaste un punto muy importante um, hace ratito que dijiste. Me saying, just verbalizing, I'm a lesbian. Although I thought that my mom was going to be so open because she was exposed to it and I got completely a different reaction. is because you mentioned something important. You said they related to something sexual and something mm-hmm. dirty. You know, so I think our culture lacks so much education in the subject because they're related to something dirty, you know. Mm-hmm. So my mom, my mom, although she had all these friends that were gay, they used to party together. And so she got to learn and see that life in the dirty way versus, no, we can also have a normal sort of quote unquote normal life and have a family and have children. Yeah. We're human, you know. But I think it's education that we're lacking. It's nothing, you know, they related to something dirty, morboso, you know? How do we depict these kind of relationships, right? When we depict them, we don't often see, not often, most recently we're seeing a little bit of a different kind of depiction on uh, gay, lesbian, you know, homosexual relationships. Before, you didn't have that. 
And I feel we're, mm-hmm. we're as a society getting a little more courageous. I mean, the U.S. has always been known to promise for freedoms. You're free. But it's like other parts of the world are, are, are coming along slowly. And obviously, there's so much deep-rooted, you know, religion and all these other things. That, like culturally, that it is slow, like the, pro- the progress is slower. But education is key. I, I agree with you, Fatih. And you guys just in sharing your experience have just been open books with us. Like, así fue. And this is what it's been like. And did it. You guys were, you know, you came to who you are now. What has been the most challenging for you, Fernanda, and for, and for you, Fatih? I learned to detach from people that are toxic to me and people that are not supportive. I learned to block them from my life and not feel guilty about it. But I think one of the challenging things with me is my family is still so close-minded. I'm a mother now, you know, and I want to bring my child around. And I want to be invited to parties. And I want to be part of the family. And I feel as my family is not as supportive because after I came out of the closet, um, I was never invited to family events anymore. I was not invited. I mean, I would just see pictures and videos. And I'm like, I was, I never received the invitation, you know, and I will ask my mom because my mom will attend. My sisters will attend. I'm like, how come I was not invited? Oh, because you just never go. And I'm like, I didn't get the invitation. Why don't you just tell me that you, you're ashamed, you know, you're ashamed and you don't want to bring me around. And so I think the most challenging thing is um, trying to incorporate my family or my life, my family into my already, you know, extended family that they're not as open and as supportive. But with Fernanda, I found that support in her family that I don't have in my family. And so when we decided to bring a child to this world, I knew, I knew my son was going to have an extensive family full of love and support on her side. Being not accepted uh, doesn't really faze me, but Trying to bring my son around my family is it's what gets to me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna say something really quick. I something about Ceci and Fernanda, your guys's family. Um, I think back on how many trips we had to Hayward and the interactions with your guys's family, and you know, like, and your family has just been so like welcoming. Like yeah. you meet your family, vengas, es somos familia, like. To this day, I feel like your tío Carlos is my tío Carlos. Like your, For real, your dad in Mexico when she graduated. Yeah. Like whenever Ceci's family's around, like super warm. Yeah. Your mom, Fer, like, you know that's beautiful. When you have a family that's so close knit, that's like okay, sabes que that's who you are. Psst. Ni modo, vamos a entrarle, somos familia. You know, like yes, let's go. Yes, you know? Like it's beautiful, somos yeah. familia. So I, I see. So I wanted to give props to their family. They're, they're yes. legit family. Yes, and so thank I, you. I found that I found that support in her family and and that's all i needed i'm like okay this is it we're gonna have a family as well and we're gonna be accepted and you know we're yes. just so loved and respect yeah we are beautiful i think if we show them that we can be a family and not just like how you said your family like algo sucio you know it's not mm-hmm. just the awesome sex relationship no it's like a family too like we can be like tr- not traditional because there's no milk, but we can have that. Like we can have a marriage and a kid and live in peace and harmony. You know, I think for me, uh, the most challenging was uh, just like figuring out my identity. Like I want to be like, I'm a fe- like I'm a female yet. Like I like all these male things, you know, and it, it, it was challenging, like telling my nieces and nephews why I like to dress in, boy clothes, I guess, but to me, it's just clothes. 
Um, so I think that was challenging, like telling my nieces and nephews, like, oh, it's going to be Steve Messi. Like, I don't like to wear tight shirts. I don't like my breast out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and just it's knowing that I'm, I'm a girl, I'm a woman, and that I like to wear men clothes, men cologne. And um, it was challenging to have people like accept me, like jobs and stuff. Like I, didn't, I was scared of not getting the job because of how I dress or because of what I look like. You know, um, if they hire a, like we'll say like an operator, they want like a pencil skirt with a with a sports jacket, female, and I show up in slacks and a polo. Like that was challenging for me to to accept that this is why I'm. If I don't get hired, fuck it. There'll be another opportunity. I think that was a challenge because I've had people call me dyke, lesbian, and all that. It didn't phase me because, again, my mom accepts me, my family accepts me. Que digan o que digan, you know, no soy moder- mo- monedita de oro. <laughs> and uh, a todos. Exactamente. Like, as long as my You're parents- like, and you just said, we're facts. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, and then I, I think I had like one time where I went to a casino and I had a girlfriend at the time, and the guy said something like, "God made Adam and Eve," and then that changed my pers- perspective on religion. Like, oh, pues no me quieren ni in the Catholic Church ni in the Christian Church. Like, where do I fit in? I, that was also a challenge. Like, where do I fit in in religion and in, in God's world? And when my abuelita told me, like, pues Dios nos hizo así a todos, and Dios no hace, no, no comete errores. Mm-hmm. And I thought, so, so I'm not broken, you know, because I believed for the longest time that I was broken. I said, my, my grandma's right, and she has this very close re- relationship with God. Like, you talk to my grandma, and all she talks to you is about God and the Virgin and, and being accepted and being loved and being valuable. She always says, son unas joyas. Um, preciosas, valiosas de Dios and I feel that way I feel that way, it was a challenge to accept myself for a long time and who I was like I'm a girl but I don't dress like a girl I'm a girl, I have to wear lipstick, I have to wear makeup and I don't, like I don't I, I'm a lesbian, human and I can dress in pink, gold or yellow and th- I'm going to continue to be myself you know, regardless of what I'm wearing so I that- think that was a challenge and I just dress how I want and I'm comfortable and People are comfortable, and I think the way that I am speaks of who I am and not what I'm wearing, you know? Word. Yeah, for sure. That is beautiful, and I really appreciate that. And I want to take it back to one other point, and I think it connects to this. How Fati said, like, the association is something not positive. It's dirty, because sexual wasn't bad, but that connection to dirty. But when you both were sharing the stories about your first girlfriends— And you all have said human, by the way, it's human, it's human. Like we're not actually different. It's not about being normal. We're all truly human. Why can't we have the same experience? I could relate so much to your stories with your girlfriends. Just in my case, it was my boyfriends. I could relate to the stories of like feeling nervous or embarrassed or liking them or wanting to be naked for the first time in front of them. You're 15, 16. Like we have the same exact Mm -hmm. story. One little detail is different. We have the same exact human story. So I want to remind all of our listeners, if you grapple with this and you were raised to judge this and see it as different, as dirty, as wrong, like, didn't you see yourself in the story when you first liked a boy and wanted to chase a boy if you're female or vice versa? Like, we have the same story. Like, when you wanted to have your kids, didn't you think like, you know what? I can have kids with this man because he's got a good family. Like, I agree with you a thousand percent, Matima. Like, my husband, one of the reasons I wanted to have 
kids with this man is I'm like, he had a great family, a great upbringing. I had trauma and drama and abuse and we're quote unquote traditional, quote unquote normal. And my family was a hot bed of disaster. And I, my husband was a haven and my husband very well could have been a woman who was my wife and my haven. We are human. You keep saying we are human. We are human and we're all human. We all are. So if you're listening to this and grappling with this, the point of this is pride, pride for all of us, pride to yeah. accept each other, same sex, different sex, it's this beautiful thing to relate and find that correlation. So I relate to you all so much. And there's one little detail that's different. Oh, I totally relate. When um, <laughs> when Fernanda was like, oh, well, my girlfriend's like, mom, come over to the house at three in the morning and shit. Okay. So I usually talk like this. So don't think it's the, the what is it? The Pinot Grigio over here. Yeah, every episode is explicit. We could be talking <laughs> about Pinot whatever Grigio. we're talking about. Explicit. <laughs> Go ahead, man. So, um, so, so, chillona y malablada. So, sorry about that. That's the, the Jalisco, Nayarit, and Sinaloense part, okay? So, there's a part of, like, you know, like, it's true, Irene. Like, our stories are just, the the one detail is different because we, I had a little boyfriend in, like, fifth grade, you know, my little boyfriend, and I rented a movie for him. And, you know, at the little video, local video store, not the Blockbuster, but the local video store. And, oh, no, he rented a movie for me. And I was like, okay, cool, thanks. And I turned it in late. So they were getting phone calls to his parents' house. Like, oh, we have this movie that's being turned in late. And I was like, okay. And they ended up coming to my parents' house, right? They came to my parents' house. And they were like, uh, the mom and the dad. The mom was one of those ladies that's fierce. She was like... Fuerte. She was like one of the first Mexican women I've ever known that work out. And like, you know, in my age, you know, I'm like a 12 year old, like a 10, 11, 12 year old. And I see this lady that's like a runner and iron woman walks in and you're, and I was like, Oh my gosh, she's going to beat up my mom. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it's like his dad, his mom and him. And they sit down and I I remember like us sitting down, like, like, you know, proper. And the mom turns to me. She's like, you know, what su hija está haciendo. Pero me está descarrilando a mi hijo. Me están cobrando. No sé qué. So I totally understand that. And then they were like, ¿Ustedes, ¿y ustedes qué son? And we're like, amigos. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it's like, why? You know, like just being so scared. So yes. I totally was like, I know what that's like. And it's like, we couldn't say, es mi novio. Because we're like 10. Like, they're going to tell us the whole, like, ¿Ustedes qué saben de eso? You know, but yes. when, you, when you know, you know. Exactly. And and no matter what age, no matter what it is, you're gonna have the parents trying to like, oh no, that's not good. No, that's not right. Especially how we grew up, right? The whole Catholic yes. religion idea. So anyway, that's the story I wanted to share. So no, relatable. it's a perfect story. It's perfect. Relatable stories. Yeah, so we're all really related deep down, and the humanness of us is the same. Like I really felt all this joy hearing about you two both having your first girlfriends. And then I felt the pain of like, when Fed was like my first heartbreak, like, yeah, you took me back to my first heartbreak. And it's like, what makes us different? It doesn't matter. Those details don't matter. For instance, we're all moms. We all chose Mm -hmm. to become moms. And I'm sure it's much more complicated, like you said, to make that decision. But tell us more about the experience and the decision to become moms. Once I met Fernanda, once I got to know her family, once I knew how close they were, how much do they love and respect each other and what family really meant to them, that's when I said, okay, I can be a mom. I feel comfortable. I feel safe. I know my son is going to be loved and accepted. And that's when I decided, okay, it's time. It's time for, for us to, to be a family. I mean, it was, it, it was a conversation that we have been having for, 
for a while, it wasn't into, you know, okay, I met every single one of them. I, I spend enough time with them. We're safe. We can be ourselves. We can um, bring a human being to be loved and respected and accepted. And then we'll be okay with it. And then we'll be okay with it. it. Yes. What about you? Mm -hmm. Um, so first of all, when Fatih and I met, we just wanted to travel and be wild and party with the primas all the time. Because <laughs> that's what we did, like, the first... Again, super uh, normal. <laughs> yeah, the, the first, like, what, three years of our relationship, we just partied with my primas. And I just want to say that in my past relationship, I kind of, like, emancipated myself from my family because I just felt like I wasn't fitting in. But then Fatih came along and... She was, like, part of my family. Like, wow, it feels like home being with Fatih. Like, she's totally the personality of my family, of my prima. She's wild. She loves tequila. Like, es maravillada. <laughs> sensible como vero, you know? Super mexicana. Super mexicana. Super traditional. Yeah. And, I like, cliche as it sounds, it was, like, love at first sight and love the first. I think I fell in love when I tried your chilaquiles. That I was, like, this is the girl <laughs> I want to marry for sure. <laughs> You know, um, so we just, that was our plans, just travel, party, and, you know, be these two lesbians that are taking over the world. And then when we would go to Hayward and have all our nieces and nephews running around, and Fatih's a nurse, so all the kids would run to Fatih every time they had an injury. Yeah, Fatih, do you have a Band-Aid? And she started Aww. carrying Band-Aids like stickers. So when I seen that and how she was very family-oriented and very respectful and, you know, traditional, like my family, I guess, I was like, okay, I want to have a, a baby with this with this uh, wonderful woman, and we had we we're not perfect. We had like a little gap where we we split up, like figuring things out because things were getting really serious, and I wasn't about being serious at the time. So we split up, and then when we got back together, and realized that we couldn't live without each other. Am I just speaking for myself? No, no, you're speaking for the two of us. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, we were like, okay, let's sit down. Let's make it official. Let's get married. And I was very traditional. I called my mom. Hey, mom, necesito tu bendición because I'm going to ask Fati to marry me. And she's like, en serio? I was like, yeah. She's like, tienes anillo y todo? Alejandra uh, says, yeah, I don't know if I even called you. I called all my cousins and let them know. I'm going to ask Fati to marry me. What do yeah. you guys think? And everyone was like, oh, yes. Like, whatever you need help with, we'll help you out. And all my cousins were very supportive. And um, so I asked her to marry me. I received my, both my dad and mom's blessing. Um, I didn't go to her mom's house. Yeah, yeah we know why. Something. We know why. <laughs> so I just, I said, as long as my family gives me the okay, then we're good. Um, so we got married. And then shortly after, we said, let's have a baby. And, you know, we put our minds together and we, we, we had a baby. <laughs> we had a baby. And... Fati, funny story, Fati wanted a girl because in her family only women exist. Solamente puras mujeres, okay? Y yo, deep down inside, I was like, I want a boy, you know, because I had like this strong feeling towards men for a long time. Like, I want to love a man. Like, I want to know if I'm capable of loving a man, you know? So, Diosito me bendició with, with my boy, with Evan. And yeah, I, I watch my words. I don't say, well, todos hombres, well, unos hombres. So nací y otros hombres no son. You know, so that changed my perspective on men. And as a woman, I accept my male son and I have to be very careful what I say, but it gives me a different perspective on, on like a relationship that a man and a woman can have. It doesn't always have to be sexual, right? So um, 
I, 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 so going back to that, I want to say I felt very blessed to make a baby with Fafi. And uh, we both decided at the right time of our relationship, at the right time in age, I was 25 and you were a little bit older. She was a little bit older. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I love that. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Can I just say how you guys were just looking at each other's eyes. I know. It was I know. They were talking to each other. I'm like sitting here like melting like oh my I god. Know. I was melting literally. <laughs> so so I was like they love each other. Yeah. I saw that. I saw you with the fans. I'm like this awesome. one is so lucky. I'm like this one is so lucky. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. So I think we're both at that time. It was a perfect time. We both sat down and said we want to have a baby. Now how the hell are we going to do it? It's going to be a long road but we did it and uh, we, we were blessed with Evan. Healthy yes. boy. Lucky mommy of two. Right? Yes. Two mommies. That is and beautiful. Wanna, Go ahead. And I want to I want to clarify something. It's not so that I wanted a girl. It just like she said, we're all girls in my family. We're it, it's I, I have one brother, but he grew up separately from us. And so we're all girls. And so I didn't know how to deal with men really. Because the men figures that I had in my family were machistas. I had no interest in and having anything to do with any male, just because I got to learn how how evil a machista could be, you know, and, and having a machista in my family, I was petrified of having a male, to be honest. But then he came along and he changed my perspective as well. And man, it could be loving. Yeah. And you know, it's it's an interesting conversation because it's this whole concept of nature versus nurture. Like sometimes we think exactly. it's natural that men are going to act a certain way, but then how are they nurtured? And your son is probably just going to grow up to be this incredible male that no one ever uses the word machista to describe him as, right? Exactly. But it is scary before that happens, before you have that person in your life, you, you might think it's something that kids come and they're born a certain way but no you you raise your kids to be a certain way and of course you're not going to raise a man who's closed-minded who's prejudiced mm -hmm. who's machista you're not going to do that you're going to do the absolute opposite which is nurture them to be incredible 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 and we need more people like that so it's not a nature thing people it's a nurture thing so careful sure. when you say i don't want that and that's exactly what you get and it ends up being beautiful Irene and Irene's has been like i love them they're like definitely relationship goals like the way For you sure. know irene loves to she does highlight the positives but then she does willingly share the downsides as well and i love how they just open themselves up as a couple for us learning so when i got pregnant with my with my daughter it was a surprise it was a baby daddy issue you know Otto and i were just like hooking up on the random but he was you know i just knew that i was ready to be a mom but one of the first things that i remember diego asking me is like what do you believe in like in the nature versus nurture and I was like, oh my God, I haven't even thought about that. And I was like, I'm going to be a terrible mom already. But it's so true. <laughs> like, you, know, you don't think about that. You're already concerned about being pregnant. But it's so true. The nature and the nurture and how you nurture your children does make, make a difference. Sure. It really does. So it sounds like Evan is a blessing. You said he's seven? Yes. yes. Uh, it's mm -hmm. a great age. He loves yes. you so much. Yes. 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 Seven year old? Yeah, we talk about a, a second child, and he's like, no. <laughs> We're like, well, you're, Bobby, you'll have someone to play with. Nope. I just want, like, he just wants us, I our know. attention. And, and, and what's really cool about Evan is that he has a lot of female friends. Like, he can have a ton of girlfriends at school and guy friends, too. But for some reason, like, se entiende mejor with the girls, you know? And he's... um. He's very athletic. He plays sports. He's 
I think he's a very healthy boy because um, mm-hmm. a lot of people say, well, you know, are you very ignorant? Well, would he be gay? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, no, he. Oh, we're not going to yeah. raise him to be gay. Yeah. If you, you mean gay as in happy as fuck, yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is how I'm looking at it. He sounds like he's incredible, and Vero has both a son and a daughter that could, you know, maybe one day match me. Yeah, right. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Vero's got one of each. I would get in with this family, Vero. You said you like this family, Vero. Oh, I like them. Oh, I like them. They know it. If, they know if it. they choose to get married, we don't want to label anybody, right? People can be single forever. But there's an opportunity, Vero. I think. Yeah, I have a boy and a girl too. Oh, hey! Yay, both, ways. <laughs> both ways. Yeah. Thank you for yeah, sharing that. I love that he's amazing, and it seems like you all are very, very happy with your little boy completing you. What are you going to yeah, decide to do if you want us? You want another one, and he doesn't. Who wins? Coin toss? Um, we're still debating that. We're Honestly, debating. that's on the mm-hmm. table. We're we're uh, so we were considering adopting. You know, because. Mm-hmm. We, there's so many kids out there with no parents and I think we have a ton of love, but then we all don't, we also don't want to like damage Evan. Like we, we want to give him all the love until they say I want my own space and then maybe we'll adopt another baby then. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And if, if anything, go for it. I had three back to back, obviously not planned, but that's how God wanted it. It was his plan, not my that's plan. Right. right? That's mm-hmm. right. So if, if you, if you two feel that you, you are ready to mother one more child and nurture them and and give them and you you can give them when you can at the moment go for it and right now evan might be like nah moms no thank yeah. you yeah <laughs> but later yeah. on in life he'll be like all right i have someone i can relate to in this yeah, sense sure. you know where we came from Fer, sure. do you have siblings Fer, tú no, tú no, eres la única. no have siblings, like, right? two, two little brothers yeah, so both of you are siblings, especially through Fatih with a twin sister. I imagine that you all also can relate to what Vero is saying. Like, and I know sometimes some families, some siblings, they are toxic. <laughs> we don't necessarily grow close yeah. to them. But then there's the reverse of what it was like to grow up with a sibling. Like I knew for me right away, like I knew I wasn't going to have one. If God blessed me with one, I was praying that we could have another. And we waited. We also took our time and four or five years. And then we ended up having another right after that because I felt it was just for our family, it made sense. And I understood the sibling thing that meant something to me. And I thought it would mean something to them. But also there are amazing families that have one child and that's what works for them. It absolutely works for them. And those kids love it. And they tend to be the ones that grow up and say like, I'm cool. I got cousins. Like they're okay. Like I have best friends. And so whatever your journey is going to be, we're here for you. We're happy for you. Echenle ganas. If you have another baby, I want you to have a girl, but that's just me. I'm me more that. This is our next question that we have for you, and it's going to be a two-parter, and it's our favorite question that we ask all of our guests. But for you both, it's going to be a little different. Uh, we like to ask our guests what advice would they give their 25-year-old self. But being that your journey is so amazing and it's helping so many people, I'm sure they're going to listen to this and relate and find so much joy in your wise words. I also want to know, so we'll start with this, what advice you would give to those that are grappling with this same thing where they want to come out they want to be themselves they're thinking about coming out like that challenge that they're going to face what advice do you have for them first and then take yourself back to your 25 year old self and what advice would you give yourself i would tell people be authentic be yourself be sure who you are and once you know who you are the rest is just gonna flow easily learn to walk away from toxic people if they don't help you mentally, emotionally, even if it's your own family, even if it's your own parents, even if it's your own siblings, learn to walk away from people and things that affect you, that suppress you, 
that are just not helping you. If they're not your support system, you don't need them in your life. Absolutely not. Embrace yourself, love yourself, respect yourself, and then the world will respect you because you know who you are. That's what I would say. What would I tell my 25, my 25 self? Um, I wouldn't tell myself not to take things so personal. Everyone is entitled to have their own beliefs and their own opinions. And I would tell my 25-year-old not to take it so personal because I think I took things way too personal. And as I grew older, I learned cada quien tiene sus problemas, cada quien tiene sus opiniones, cada quien tiene su cabeza. And toma las cosas de quien vienen. You know, toma las cosas de quien viene, no lo tomes personal. Y, and I wish I wish I would have, you know, learned that in a, at an early stage in my life. Okay. So I want to say, um, like, Fati, be yourself. And I think that me being 33 years old, um, I'm just learning that in order for you to be happy, is starting out by being happy yourself and accepting of yourself. I think the key to happiness really is accepting yourself and being happy with who you are, regardless si eres enojón, si eres problemática. Like, accept that you are that. Like, yeah, I bring a lot of shit. I have a lot of baggage. But that's who I am, you know? And then you'll find someone who's like, well, you got a lot of shit going on, but I accept you, you know? And we'll, we'll work on things together. And um, <clears throat> so, I, so that, just be yourself. Um, not everyone's gonna like you. Um, acknowledge that you have baggage. Acknowledge the bad with the good, and just um, love yourself before you try to find love. I think that was a challenge for me, like trying to get someone to love me and forgetting. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, every, everyone's always out there, like trying to find the the one, the perfect one. I I don't think. I don't think that's that's it. I think you need to find yourself, find comfort within yourself, be happy, and then you can find someone to share that happiness with. Um, what I would tell my 25-year-old self is to value time more. Um, I don't think I valued time enough. I think I let a lot of time go by and just try to hide behind this curtain that I'm not this person. But if I could have, at 25, I felt like I could have done much more with my time. Um, so value time and value the people around you. At 25 years old, I think I was barely learning to accept myself and my family and who they were because all of our family could be judgmental. And you just take the good with the bad. Like, yeah, they might think this of me, but I'm still happy. Like, I still go home and I love my wife and I love my family, you know, and just that. Yeah. <laughs> that is so beautiful and i have to be super honest you're giving us a run for our money because you two need a podcast Ustedes oh, you're, dos. Awesome. <laughs> you're incredible example your love que se nota, yeah. your parents i mean you have so many walks of life that you could share your traditional mexican upbringing like you need to have a podcast it's got to be like glass efes enamoradas Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you decide. We can consult later. Now, but it's we'll beautiful. give you. Oh, I'm already working on the marketing. Love is Like we need another story. No, ustedes dos juntas, el amor, everything that you've shared today. I don't want this podcast to end. Like truly, some of our favorite guests, because you could just tell that you're an open book, which helps everybody that you're honest and humble and you're sharing that you felt broken at times. You felt not supported. You felt not respected. All of us can relate to that. And you're sharing how you're on the other side. And I love that you share that you had your moment where as a couple, it didn't work and you took space 
again, super normal. I love that you shared that you're thinking about another child and maybe, yes, no, like, where are we going to go? What's our journey? Like, we're all ever evolving. So thank you for sharing. Both of you have been incredible today. We don't want this hour to end. And because I don't want it to end, I'm going to say, anybody else have any other questions? No, I'm kidding. I'm going to let you girls go. But if there's anything burning, I'm sure there's, we're good. We're good, Ceci. You're good over there. Just super proud, right? Yeah, super proud of mis primas. Um, I think I'm going to get teary-eyed, but um, yeah. Uh, I love these girls to death. Uh, we don't see each other often and right now because of the pandemic, but I'm happy that, you know, things are opening up and that, you know, we're going to get to see each other. Fed uh, and I have like a weekly check-in. Like we, we talk to each we other. Um, um, so I, I love that. And we started doing that during the pandemic. So thank yeah. you. Thank you for being here today. Love you. Girls. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us. And we love your podcast. I think, um, uh, it's amazing work that you guys are doing. I, every single woman that I come across, I'm like, follow them. This is our podcast. I'm tagging everyone on here because I think you guys do an amazing job and we need more people like you yes. to talk about real life things. You know, like there's a million podcasts, but not all of them might fit you. So when you come across like Level Up Latina, I think it's like every single episode is so relatable. Like, oh, damn, I didn't talk about this and they're talking about it. So I... And we have a very every single woman that listens to the podcast. I just want to say thank you for for developing this for us. Yes, for giving us a platform. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. We love you, all you guys. What an honor, my God. Can you get in your around every day? And Ceci, ponte a chillar. No importa. Love is love. I love it. Love is love. Yes, love is love. Love is love. Shapes That's and how colors we, and sizes. Oh, I forgot, I, I forgot I wore a shirt. I love his love. Pride shirt. She's got oh, her pride shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love pride family. All the beautiful colors of the rainbow. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you got a little so you can see what's going on under your oh, sweater. Yeah. <laughs> if I take off my sweater, you'll just see my nursing bra. I'm not even nursing anymore. <laughs> but but I'm not even wearing a bra. I mean, it's Inga insane. Nursing bras are comfortable. They are. They are. I always wear my like five, and I nursed for like six months. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had to keep it real. No, listen. Let's get almost some chingo. Happy, super duper happy Pride to anybody listening. Do something this month to acknowledge the beauty that love is love. Tag us, share your photos with us. We want to see how you've acknowledged that love is love. And connecting with a same sex couple today has been my great honor. I know I speak for my partners and I. You feel like my family too. So thank you for being so warm and so great to both Vero and I. And we're like surrogates in La Familia de Ceci de Fe. Yeah, sure. Gracias, gracias, gracias. Son unas chicas. I mean, a todo dar, bellísimas. Gracias for this time. If you are listening and you have questions for either one of them, for both of them, hit us up, send us an email, admin at leveluplatina.com. What the hell's our email? Yeah, that's our email. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sugar. I'm, I'm in my love bubble. I'm in my love bubble. Yeah. So that's our email. Find us on Twitter at Latina underscore up. Share this episode because that's a great way to celebrate pride. Share this episode. Put it out there. Hit us up on IG or Facebook. At Level Up Platina is our handle. And it has been an incredible hour y pico. And we're just, again, so full of love. And thank you for being here. And have a wonderful rest of your day. Happy Pride. Thank you. Yay. We love you, girls. Happy Pride. We love, love you guys. We love you, guys. Love you. Amor. Amor. Y lávense la colita. Ha, ha, ha.